Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hey, it is Angie Austin and friends. Today, Natalie Carrado, my friend, is here. Natalie has been on the show recently and in the past with her mother. She lost her mother in the last year and in her mother's honor because she was a victim of domestic violence. Both of them were. Um, you are starting a women's shelter, and it is called She's Cherished. Right. She's Cherished. Exciting, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so we've got some good news, Nat, that I'm going to share with you, and it all has to do with Christmas. But... I'm always, it's so interesting because people are always saying they're impressed with me that I came from such a difficult background and, you know, got an education and did something with my life and became, I guess, relatively successful in the world with TV and radio and news and all that. But I feel the same way about you. And I remember once when you told me your testimony, I said, I don't know anyone with a testimony personally worse than mine than you. And then you always giggle, oh, no, it, yeah, it is. I mean, your <laughs> life has been seriously tough. So with that said, you know, I know Christmas was hard for you because you, you started raising your brother when he was young and you had just, you know, basically you were, what, 20 by the time you took About your brother? To, almost 22. Okay. And then you had your own son very young. So at 22, you had two little kids. Right. Single uh, mom. Single mom. <laughs> and so what did you do at Christmas time to get through? Were you already a Christian then when you had those kids? Uh, yes. Well, I had given my life to Christ at 17, but obviously it takes a few years to really get what that means sometimes. For some people, it's an instant you know, transition, but for me, it took a few years. But I had the boys in church, and I was kind of doing the motions. And um, and then just as each you know year went on, uh, my desires changed and things that I liked started changing. But as for Christmas, um, you know, being a single mom— and being poor. I mean, you were yeah. pretty poor at times. I remember yes. you had a car that was barely holding. Did you drive it without a windshield? No hood. Right, no hood. That was right. And you lived in a trailer at one time with no heat right. that had, like, plastic over the, one of the windows. I mean, yes. you were poor. Definitely. Lived in cars. I mean, I was really young by then, but by the time I had my son and, and had adopted my brother, they were two and four. And that was when, you know, God really gave me a good job and started blessing my life. But um, before that, I, I think that it's just better to give than receive. And around that time, right when I adopted Alex, there was a, a stabbing in Lafayette, Colorado of two kids, the same ages as my boys, two and four. And um, they, it, the mom's boyfriend had done this horrible stabbing. So I don't know, it touched my heart so much that I went around my job at the time I was a telemarketing manager and uh, and just collected from all of the mortgage loan officers it was a mortgage company and basically was able to buy these kids garbage bags full of presents and take them to the hospital because they were barely alive and um, and so the mom was just so shocked and I felt more blessed truly just to give than than receive for my kids but um, but whatever they got was was enough you know um, I was able to scrape up a few things well I just love that you had um, I don't know I always wonder when I meet people like you and I feel you and I have such a kinship in just real dysfunction in our backgrounds yeah. and like everything that could kind of go wrong did, whether it be ne neglect or in your case, um, you know, your mom being abused and drug addiction and a lot of other, you know, extenuating circumstances. Um, I wonder how you got the strength to end up where you are today. I just think it really is mm -hmm. like a shout out to Jesus for both totally. of us. That's why I feel such a kinship with you because yes. I feel like I can't be that much of a miracle if you you did the same thing. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm like, wow, it's like our to testimonies me, are so similar. They are similar, they aren't are. they? But I know we it's can't crazy. Give, I can't give credit, and I know you can't to anybody but the Lord. I mean, you know, obviously all signs should have pointed to going this route and taking this path of turning into our parents and all the things that we didn't want to turn right. into. 
But, you know, uh, God just had a different idea. And, and when you seek him and follow him, I think that he really guides you to a life that, you know, it may be in some people's eyes worldly success. But, you know, truly, I just think it's about giving the glory to where it's due in order to receive that, you know, just success. I just want godly success. But Well, and I think, though, too, when you say we can't give all... Um the cre- we can't take the credit, but I do want to say if, that if you are really looking for the Lord to change your life, you have to come alongside him you do. and that you have to hold hands and do it together because if you just pray for him to do it and rescue you from your situation, mm-hmm. that's not enough. You have to keep putting one foot in front of the other, and whether that be me working seven days a week all through high school and college, mm-hmm. and you know, and then um, you know, at college working full time, and um, you know, going to classes and trying to get good grades, and in supporting myself and paying for my education and whatever it may be. Like you still have to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. So it's hard to. Um, the, it's hard for the Lord to help you if you don't get out of the easy chair or the, right. you know, the lazy boy or whatever. Right. It's kind of like that sense? story where you're in, in a flood on a roof and the Lord sends a plane and a helicopter and a boat. And you're just like, no, nope, I want the Lord to rescue me. Well, he's sending you all these tools. Right. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, you have to walk alongside the Lord. And, you know, and sometimes that it, it's hard to sometimes just get out of bed or it's hard to really do anything to, you know, to, to make yourself move but he's there I always felt like well he left me at that time and someone told me one time he never left you walked away and so that's so true where are we at with our relationship with him so all right so tell everyone before we get into the good news Robbie Yopes joining us for the good news as well um, you've got the shelter that you're starting in honor of your mom your mom was almost killed by the uh, man that she was with for many years and he's still in prison even though your mom's no longer with us he's still with us but still serving his time and may never get out of prison uh, for mm-hmm. attempted murder right. and uh, so you're you have this dream of having a domestic violence shelter in honor of your mom who we lost in a car accident just in the last year and um, if people want to donate right now you have matching and so I just want to put mm-hmm. that out there because it's a beautiful thing to do this I, I knew your mom I loved your mom she was such a spectacular person who came to Christ the last 10 years of her life she was clean and sober and so in honor of her she's cherished and how do they go uh, find more information and donate as, uh, if they'd like yes it's a huge blessing we had um, some friends of ours that that stepped up and you know not wealthy people just said we got a bonus from work and it's a one-time thing ever and instead of putting it in their college you know kids college fund they went ahead and said we want to give it to this ministry and we just want to bless she's cherished and what we want to do though is make it a match so anything that you can get year-end giving wise they will they're willing to match it up to $25,000 excellent um, we've only earned a couple thousand so we're definitely hoping and praying for some more year-end funds to be donated so that it can be matched you can go to She's cherished.org. We are a nonprofit 501c3, so you will get the tax deductible donation letter back in the mail that you've given. And um, and it would just be such a blessing because we can't build this facility without people partnering with us and you really got the land alongside. and now you want to build mm-hmm. the building. Your mom would be so proud. I, I hope so. <laughs> and you bring people to healing with Christ. All right, Robbie Yopes, you know my friend Natalie. So glad you could join us for some good news. Are wow. You, ready? you know, know, listening to two powerful women. You guys make me want to be a better person. You really do. Do we? Yeah, I've had a, I've had a pretty much a cush life. I've had some great um, family. I've had, I had a great family. I've had some um, hard times in uh, this half of my life, a little bit, but nothing like what you both went through. And I just salute you for standing up for yourself and standing up and letting Jesus carry you. You guys are great. 
Well, I'm de- I'm definitely grateful. I don't know what I would have done if I wouldn't have found Christ in that foster kind of care situation I was in, mm. you know, with family and then other another foster family was with that took me to church. I mean, it really did make a difference because I didn't have that regular, you know, church uh, visit in my background. So thank goodness for that. And that's what I want the good news to be for people who, you know, maybe don't go to church to hear some Christians talking who are just like them and maybe they can't relate to some of the Christian ease they hear on Christian radio and mm. they hear real good stories about good news and how Christ helped us through our difficult times. So I want to talk about um, this cafeteria worker. I'm so touched by her because, come on, a cafeteria worker. Lunch lady? Yes. A lunch lady. Yeah, lunch lady. I was a substitute lunch lady. You were a substitute lunch lady. And they don't mind being called lunch Lunch ladies. ladies. And they don't make much, do they, the lunch lady? They do not. Yeah. So this lunch lady, you will not believe how much she saved to bless others at Christmas, kids specifically. It's hard to be in the hospital no matter what time of year, but especially at Christmas time. Doctors and nurses know how hard it can be for parents like Lauren Anderson and her son Micah. Yeah, it's been it's been hard. We we you know haven't known if we are going to be able to make it home for Christmas or not. Um, we've been here for over 30 days now. You like it? <laughs> oh, how nice! It's tough for young patients and their siblings, too, which is why this room full of toys at Advocate Children's Hospital in Oak Lawn helps to provide some relief. It, it brings joy in to me and also brings joy to the children that are making a difference. Jesse Tendai doesn't make millions as a hospital cafeteria worker at Advocate Trinity Hospital on the city's southeast side, but every Christmas for the last eight years running, she'll spend thousands of dollars, her own hard-earned cash, warehousing toys in her own living room, bringing them to children at Advocate Children's Hospital. Yes, it is very important to me to do what I'm doing right for the ki- for for the kids. It's amazing. They're like someone's giving like their time and effort to. Make sure um, children in the hospital have a have a great Christmas too. He doesn't leave this room, and um, for him to have some more toys to play with and keep him happy while we're here is um, is incredibly helpful and it's humbling. It's amazing. Come on, the lunch lady. I love it. She's storing all these toys in her living room. This takes me back to the power of one. And that's one of the things that we really celebrate on the good news that so many of us, I'll never forget the lady, that her son has a disability and he does not like to leave the house without a cape and he would become a superhero. She didn't know how to sew anything. And so she started sewing him capes and then she started taking them to the hospital because she found that kids who were sick felt they could fight cancer better as Superman or whatever it may be. And then she started sewing all these capes and then you could sponsor a cape for a kid in the hospital. And here is a woman who couldn't sew and God called her to make capes for sick kids so they could feel more capable or more powerful. Oh, no pun intended. (laughs) Capable. (laughs) So clever. You don't even know it. Yeah, I tried to slip that one in. I was. Yeah. You know, I wrote a book called Cecilia Jackson's Last Chance, and I'm and I'm wanted. Uh, she's like this incredible Christian godly woman, and I wanted to give her a profession that I knew was not um, all that flashy, but was an incredible giving person. And she was a lunch lady, I because lunch ladies have such an influence. They over, do because kids come by them all day long. Yes, they do. And, and this lunch lady, in my wow. kids' school, they had a great lunch lady. And they loved her. And when she moved, my son got her phone number and just really loved And now they had the mean lunch lady. 
And so it's just sad because uh, they miss the other lunch lady so much. And this one's the crabby lunch lady. Uh, yeah. And the other one brought so much joy to my kids. I would bring her Christmas gifts and everything. Maybe I need, needed to do something for the crabby lunch lady. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Maybe she wouldn't be so crabby. And maybe she'll turn. So yeah. I did something to the crabby nurse last year. She's gone now. but the, And she, the crabby nurse, was very happy to get a gift and very surprised that she was included in our Christmas giving. Because I think people like, you know, um, the janitors get forgotten. And the yeah. garbage man at our house doesn't he loves us our garbage well that old charles dickens story the scrooge you know giving can totally change somebody's heart Mm -hmm. and and the uh, bob cratchit and his family and tiny tim they all gave to scrooge even though he was a crabby man and that is life changing. Didn't you post a picture of your kids with, with the, the garbage, garbage man? man? Yeah, that was adorable. Yeah. And it's so cute cool. too because um, Hope saw him again. He says last week that we usually give him money and we bake something for him, and uh, and we do give him things throughout the year. If the kids are homesick, like for instance, they'll be like, "Oh, we have muffins. Let's run it, Mr. Garbage Man, with muffins." And my neighbor's like, "What's his name?" Because we're gonna do something for him. I'm like, oh, I, I, "I don't know." We're like <laughs> so friendly with him, but Mr. Garbage Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she calls him Mr. Trash Collector, you know, on her. So anyway, <laughs> so um. They'll, you know, run things out, muffins or breakfast or whatever uh, throughout the year. But so after we gave him his gift, then he came again on Monday and my daughter jumped up from the lunch of the breakfast table and she ran out and she's like, hey, hey. And he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then she's like, Merry Christmas. He's like, Merry Christmas. You could tell that it just brightened his day. Just the simplest little thing. And the other day there was a young man who had a disability who was taking carts out and it was freezing cold freezing and he turned right back around right, to get more carts and he smiled at us and you could tell that he had some type of disability and so then we were in the parking lot and we kind of chased him down I mean not like literally like not like that like to scare him but then we rolled on the window and the kids screamed out Merry Christmas and his face just lit up Aww. I mean they're just little things that kids are more likely to do than adults because then we're you know too mature to mm-hmm. yell out Merry Christmas and hey, hey garbage man how you doing guy you know a little love a little kindness goes so so far you know Robbie has a deal with her husband where any military man that she sees they have to buy his coffee or meal or whatever so she always prays it's not like 10 guys out for a big meal at like Morton's or something Uh because that's the deal they have to pay yeah and so one time this guy big guy military guy she tried to buy his coffee and he said no and she goes oh don't I I am not afraid to make a scene that's right you are not robbing my blessing absolutely (laughs) I mean I yeah I made a little embarrassed he's like okay okay That's adorable. I love that that you forced it upon him. All right, we have a little more good news if you're joining us. We've got Robbie Yopes and also uh, Natalie Carrado. Um, a, a layaway angel. Now, the you know, people who lay things away, this is old school. This is you don't have enough money for the toys, so you're going to make payments on it I for several weeks. Did you do layaway oh, yes, when you were younger? Absolutely. We never did J. layaway. JCPenney and yeah. Sears. Yeah, Sears. Yeah, and you just go to the layaway department, make your payments, and then eventually you get your stuff, but you get to put away what you want for Christmas in advance. So mm-hmm. uh, t- uh, let's take a listen to the layaway angel story. Good news spreads fast, and customers who have layaway accounts at this Walmart in Lorraine are finding out. A lot of smiling going on. A whole lot of smiling. A secret Santa came in here Tuesday and paid off all the layaway accounts. There were 111 to be exact. Almost $28,000 paid in full. Alexis Montgomery has been calling customers and telling them the good news. Your layaway has been paid in full, and you're more than welcome to come pick your layaway up at any time today. 
When you got the call, what did you think? What would be your mind? I didn't believe it. I thought somebody was playing a prank on me. <laughs> Tina Dennis has worked at Walmart for more than 12 years and says she's never seen anything like this. She, too, had her layaway paid in full and actually got to meet the secret donor. I went up and I told him thank you and I gave him a big hug. Oh I just God. made my Christmas. He doesn't know what he's done for all of us. Tears. Tears of joy. Brenda Worth says she was actually going to cancel her layaway and is glad she didn't. This has to be one of the best things you've, you've probably ever seen. Best day coming into work for sure. Very best day. And the donor doesn't want the employees to spill his secret. I can't say. He wants to remain anonymous. <laughs> okay. With a little more than a week until Christmas, it's a gesture that's inspiring others to do the same. I felt really good, really good. I wish I had the money to do that. So now it's my chance to pay it forward to somebody. All right, so think about what you can do or what's close to your heart, okay? So Natalie Carrado, she mentioned she's starting a women's shelter in honor of her mom that we lost, who was a victim of domestic violence. I shop at ARC. And then you're like, oh, that's not a big deal, but it supports ARC. I also volunteer at the Denver Rescue Mission. Um, I love serving there. Um, there is a campaign right now that I'm working with, StopLeprosyNow.com, where you can save a kid for $30. So that's another option. And I think there's just different ways. You think of something that speaks to your heart that, or someone you know that maybe even in your own life that could be blessed. I remember running across this story about um, giving, and it was a young couple, and they decided they were going to give within their own circle when they saw a need. Like a friend got sick, and they got him a juicer. You know what I mean? Like they saw the need within their own lives, and they would save up and wait till like a friend's son with like a disability needed an iPad. There you go. You know, so figuring out, looking around you, who are people you know, you love, you care about, who might need to be blessed and think about that and who could you potentially bless this season and so does that does that does that spark anything that's amazing well every year i give somebody in my family a grace gift somebody who's made me mad oh like forg <laughs> it's forgiveness it's yeah it's a gift that you know um and it's my family not my like not my and my immediate family extended but extended family somebody that um has really just done something i thought was stupid or mean i'm a little angry at them yeah. or whatever then i send oh. we don't exchange gifts with extended family so um, I send them a gift just because, not expecting anything in return. And it helps me. It's not about them. Oh. It helps me see that, you know, every person is very unique and very, um, very gifted by God. Who, he just adores them. So why should I have any kind of grudge? You're amazing, Robbie. That's no, you amazing. are amazing. No, Robbie. that's wonderful. If people want uh, to um, donate to um, She's Cherished, again, this is Natalie's. She's got, got the land, and now she needs to build the women, build the women's shelter in honor of her mom, and uh, it'll be healing through Christ. It's going to be Christ-centered. Uh, give us the website again, Nat. It's she'scherished.org. We have like a minute left. Tell um, uh, Robbie what you did. Speaking of like the spirit speaking to you and, and prompting you to do things, you went were driving down the road and you saw a girl crying on the side of the road, right? Oh and you goodness. stopped your car and you brought your Bible to her and she, you found out that her yes. brother had been killed just a few days prior in a car accident. Killed in a motorcycle accident. And I walked up. She said, did you know my brother? And I said, no, I'm sorry. But this helped me so much through my mom's death. And I just want to carry a stack of Bibles in my car and handed it to her. And we just held each other like strange. We weren't strangers at that moment but Just you didn't know her other. and no. you cried you are right. incredible That's i'm not wonderful. a crier but she made me cry i'll bet she did wow it's what a, a beautiful thing to do to it's give her a bible as she's mourning there all right your website nat she's cherished.org robbie caught in his arms.com that's the marriage ministry we'll be right back with the good news
Good News of Jesus for you in High Definition Radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hey, it's Angie with the good news. You've heard me say time and time again, the YMCA of the Rockies is my absolute favorite place in the world to take my family. And we have Lisa Newjar here with the YMCA of the Rockies. And Lisa, you have some fall specials? We do. We have a bunch of events coming up. We have a couple of fall fest weekends at both centers where you can come up and just take part in special fall themed events. Excellent. Your website? YMCARockies.org. YMCARockies.org. Check it out. You won't regret it. When going to a chiropractor, you may be thinking that they won't be able to help you for the long term. However, Dr. Joe Arve at Maximize Living will change your mind. The moment you meet him, you will find that he is your best friend. He treats you like you are part of his family, and he truly cares about you and your health. He is very knowledgeable about long-term health and wellness. Through the use of spinal correction, he helps you discover what it takes to be a healthier you and will help you feel better even after your first adjustment. He will also share with you the essentials to healthy living so you can take your health back. No matter what stage of life you're in, he will help you develop a plan to achieve the goals you set. Get ready to make a positive change in your life. Give him a call at 303-457-8080, 303-457-8080, or spinegeek.com. Maximize living. Adjustments for life. Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at ARC Thrift Stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities, just like these ARC ambassadors. A lot of people, they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being. We have feelings and we have emotions, and if given the chance, we can shine. And I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I like it there, and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff. like helping out different people, a lot of different people I help out. Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org. It's nonprofit, and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop. And remember, every Saturday, you get 50% off most items in the store. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. Welcome back to the good news. We have a tough topic, and a lot of people, when they hear these two words, they're going to think, oh, that happens in another country. Uh, so, again, an adult topic on the good news today. I like to really highlight nonprofits who are 
helping things, who are doing good work in our community. And uh, we are going to be talking about Extended Hands of Hope. Uh, every girl deserves a childhood. Extended Hands of Hope, uh, they have a passion that's twofold. They offer safe housing and supportive services to domestic sex trafficking survivors, empowering them to move forward with, with hope and dignity and raise awareness of sex trafficking through education. And joining us, the chairman of the board, Phyllis Allen, and Jessa Crisp, who works with the mentoring program. Welcome to both of you ladies. Well, thank you so much. Okay, so let's just kind of give um, the lowdown. Like if someone meets you and says, all right, ladies, uh, tell us what you do. Kind of give us a synopsis. Well, I guess I will start. Um, some of the things that I do is I am presently working on developing a program, a structured program for the girls to come to Extended Teens of Hope and want to enter the Carriers of Hope Mentorship Program. And so... Not only do I work with the mentors, but I also work with the girls and facilitate that relationship. And just I'm there to provide support for both the young lady as well as for the mentor. So if someone was a mentor, would they, they would then, uh, their mentee is someone who has uh, been sex trafficked and that they're, they're now seeking help through Extended Hands of Hope. Would that be right? That is correct. So the young ladies that come to our program are, has experienced sex trafficking and the mentors are the ones that will be working with the mentees. Okay. And then uh, Phyllis, tell me uh, a little bit about, uh, just somebody says, what is, uh, what exactly is Extended Hands of Hope when you're asked that question? Um, Extended Hands of Hope is uh, a nonprofit organization that really wants to bring awareness to the Denver area and the community for uh, girls, minor has been sex trafficking, sex trafficked, and offer services for them to uh, be restored and healed, uh, and you know, be able to enjoy their childhood. You know, our slogan is "Every girl deserves a childhood," and that's what we really, truly believe that these girls do deserve a childhood, and their their childhood has been uh, ripped from them uh, because of the trauma that they have uh, endured. Well, when uh, you tell people that um, you work in the Denver area and that you're helping girls who've been involved with trust, uh, you know, victims of sex trafficking, then do people say, well, I didn't know that we had that problem here? Oh, absolutely. They, I usually get, really? It's here? It's, I thought that was like Thailand, Cambodia, places like that. I said, no, actually, it is really here in our own backyard. If you just open up the newspaper or listen to the you know, news, there are sex traffickers or pimps that are arrested almost you know, on a monthly basis for girls that have been uh, trafficked. Can you help us? Um, would you kind of explain how this works? Because people are going to be like, really? Like girls here, like, you know, Highlands Ranch or in Denver or, you know, in some of the outlying communities. How, how does this work? How do they get these girls? Well, um, we have found that through research and studies and statistics that the FBI, and we work closely with the FBI Lost Innocence Task Force, and most of these girls, are the abuse will start right in their own home. And they're your ordinary, ordinarily just your suburban girl, uh, goes to school, but, you know, has a, behind closed doors kind of a secret past. And her abuser is sometimes a stepdad, a brother, an uncle, or, you know, along those lines. And she finds herself very vulnerable, and she wants to get away, but she doesn't have any place to go. So she runs away, and they, the trafficker will usually meet her within 24 to 48 hours after she has run away. Uh, on the street or something, and they offer her shelter, food, clothing, and some security, something that she's very vulnerable in her needs that she needs to have. And 
they kind of we were in, and then that's when the abuse again starts. Oh my goodness! All right, so it's a lot of manipulation, and then being held. Now, how do they keep them? Obviously, there must be some pretty serious physical abuse and threats to keep these girls. Once they figure Correct. out what their situation is going to be, they obviously probably want to get away almost immediately. Absolutely. But I think, you know, a lot of them are threatened. You know, they say, I know who your family lives. I know where your mom is. I know your sister. I'll kill them if you don't do this for me. Or, you know, just any kind of threat like that is very prominent in is told to these girls. You know, in many of our, um, you know, stories that we share on the good news, we try to offer hope. And um, and oftentimes, you know, a faith element. And I want to make sure that people understand, like, some of the situations of the girls that you help out without, you know, giving away identities, obviously. Can you talk about some of the stories, uh, the situations you've been involved with or girls that you've helped that may um, inspire other people to get involved or um, help them understand the seriousness of the situation or how maybe they could even make a difference as a mentor. If we um, could share a story of something that maybe when you were involved in it, you went, this is why I do this work because I was able to help so-and-so. That's a really great question. And personally, the reason why I do this work is because I'm a survivor myself and I have seen the redemption of God come in and completely heal and transform my life. And so through that, I've been given the opportunity to get my to work on my master's in clinical mental health counseling with the desire to get my doctorate in clinical psycholo- psychology. And in that process, as we work with these young ladies, um, I'm not going to specifically speak about any of the young ladies in our program, but I can say with the work that I do with survivors across the USA and in Colorado specifically, the common element um, of vulnerability is so present, but yet in the midst of those vulnerabilities, I have seen such um, pain, but I've also seen such ability and courage to reach out and seek help and seek the things that they need and the ability once they get those things that they need, the steps that they can make and the choices that they can make to take the hard steps into creating a new life and getting to know Jesus, the healer of all things. And it's just been really, really beautiful. It's those moments when you hear somebody say, a survivor say, I feel so loved, or the moments when you see a survivor do something that's so difficult, but yet they've made that choice to do it. That gives me so much strength and energy to keep on going. And Phyllis, you've been the chairman of the board for a while. Can you think of a story specifically of a girl, maybe how she was taken and how she was rescued and how she's doing now? Again, uh, not specific, you know, um, names to give away identity, but a story that might help us to uh, better connect with uh, what you're doing and who you're helping. Um, Well, there's, well, like Jessica said, you know, there's several stories and, you know, we just want to offer these girls hope and um, the passion to be able to live their life without the abuse and without the trauma and complete healing. Right. Um, and we are a faith-based organization, so we do believe in the total healing of through um, God as well. Uh, a specific story, they're kind of all over there. Um, one of the, the gals that I, I do know personally, she's kind of a, a very close friend of mine that is a survivor. Um, you know, she just found her hope and healing, like Jessa said, through the healing of of Jesus. And um, I think 
I think there's those kind of stories gives us the uh, wherewithal and the power and the determination to get more girls and to show them that they can also uh, heal um, and become a survivor as well. You know, um, I, I'll actually share one that really touched my heart that I can still remember to this day. And uh, this is a woman that I met that was closer to my age. And here I am, you know, a married woman with, you know, four, uh, pardon me, three children. And um, I was sitting across from, and they made her name up, Lori. And Lori came in. I was a little taken aback because she wasn't what I expected for someone who's been sex, tra- sex trafficked because she was older than I thought and really looked like she had been through a, a rough life. Her hair was really fine. Her face looked really weathered. Um, she was overweight. She looked um, really beaten down by life. And uh, she didn't know anything about Christ. Uh, Lori said that she'd been abused by her grandfather as a child. And then that led to other people abusing her and her not really having the boundaries that maybe she would have known or been taught had she Mm -hmm. been in a healthy family environment. And then after that, um, she ended up getting a boyfriend um, and working, you know, doing, you know, prostitution work. But then as that progressed, it was more forced. It wasn't really her boyfriend. He didn't really love her. She supported him. And one of the things that she said that really blew my mind, she read me a poem that she made that was about Christ and how he had helped free her because she also had addictions. But she said, Angie, the addiction to the man was worse than my addiction to the drugs, that she was addicted Mm -hmm. to that man, like saying he cared about her, that man saying he take care of her, that it was harder for her when she got into um, another Christian program to actually let go of him than it was to let go of the drugs. Um, this is the part that really got me. I said, what, 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 what is it like now? You, you know, you're a Christian and you're free from, you know, your old life. And she said um, she'd never felt joy, you know, before she was a Christian, before she had Christ in her life. And that also just day-to-day life, being able to take a shower when she wanted to, being able to watch TV when she wanted to, being able to take a nap when she wanted to, because her life and her freedom had never been her own as an adult. So she didn't know what it was like to have peace. She didn't know what it was Mm -hmm. like to feel the love of Christ in her heart. And then she came back again another time, and I remembered her so well and remember her story so well. And she was dressed up. She had her hair done, and she had a really pretty outfit on. And I said, where are you going? And I, I just about cry thinking about it. She was going to the theater for the first time in her life because she'd never been able to do any of the fun things that a normal kid or young adult was able to do, like the theater or like going to the movies or going for a hike or going to the mountains. And she had Mm -hmm. a look of joy on her face that was just Mm -hmm. mind-blowing to me. So those are the stories that I love to share because, you know, the introduction to life to Christ was life changing for her, but you ha- they had to get her away from the life of sex trafficking prior to that. So I want to make sure if people want to be a mentor, if they want to work with you, if they want to get involved with your work, uh, how do they reach you and how do they find out more about what you're doing with Extended Hands of Hope, Phyllis and Jessa? Uh, well, first of all, uh, our best source of information is our website, and uh, you, there's stories and things like that on on our website of girls that, you know, are currently maybe even going through our program. Um, so we keep that pretty well up to date. And there's contact information uh, for us. There's a volunteer uh, section that they can go in and there's a volunteer form that they can fill out and tell us a little bit about themselves. There's some pretty intensive training and things like that that we go through for Carriers of Hope. And I'll let Jessa speak to that. So to become a mentor with the Carriers of Hope program, like Phyllis was stating, there is very extensive training that people need to go through to become a mentor. So the first training is Human Trafficking 101. So just basically talking about human trafficking in the United States and what it looks like with domestic minors. And we look at the definition of human trafficking. We look at 
the aspects of human trafficking. We look at what makes individuals vulnerable to human trafficking situations. And then after that training program, then the next one is mentoring, and, and that's going to be our 201 class. And that class is looking at the ways trauma and especially complex trauma that survivors of human trafficking have experienced and the ways that that interacts with mentorship and mentoring relationships. And so after people take those classes, then um, what people are encouraged to do is to pray about, and this is really what God is calling them to do. And once we um, receive their application, then we go through interview processes and background checks, and then we start taking steps towards mentoring and walking that journey with a mentee. Well, I want to thank you both so much for joining us again. If you want to go to the website, Extended Hands of Hope, there's a story that's very touching, too, about a young woman by the name of Sarah that is on the website uh, who ended up without her father at the age of eight and then who was sexually assaulted at the age of 12. And then that um, just led to a life of, uh, as you can imagine, a lot of pain until she was able to get help with uh, from Extended Hands of Hope. And again, it's extendedhandsofhope.org. Uh, Phyllis, uh, Allen, and Jessa Crisp, thank you so much for joining us on The Good News. You're so welcome. Thank Have a good day. Thanks for having us. All right. I wanted to uh, also talk to you about something that um, I th- is very near and dear to my heart right now. Uh, this is another ministry that is working with people who are dealing with leprosy. And I'm going to share a story with you that I hope moves your heart as it did mine, because this man has completely rebuilt his life. But it was with the help, $30 in help that changed his life with American Leprosy Missions. Scott Wilder is joining us. And we're going to talk about Soyeb's story in just a minute. You'll hear from him. And what impressed me, Scott, is these people have so much resilience. I mean, a life completely stolen from him, his ability to make a living. He's completely shunned. The villagers found out he had leprosy. They kick him out of the town. And then with your help and the cure, now he's actually helping other people. Yeah, you know, it's funny that, 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 that we see that a lot, that there are people who have suffered and they turn right around and they minister to or help other people that are suffering. They, they're very forgiving. They're very open. They're very humble. And uh, they just want to give their lives to help others uh, be restored. Well, I think that's exactly what uh, Soyeb's story is all about. So let's hear from this man who has a lot of dignity and is now helping others. Before the disease, I was a master tailor. And I had a very good family. I was involved in the community and I was respected. But my problem started when I got leprosy. In the beginning, I lost sensation in my hands and feet. And when I walked, my foot, it it wouldn't bend. And when I went to Largad Hospital, the doctor diagnosed me with leprosy. But I said, no, not possible. I don't have leprosy. I refused to take the medicine. And then gradually, my eyes were affected and my fingers began to claw. When my neighbors found out that I had leprosy, they kicked me out of the village. I was very depressed because I was thinking, what happened to me? What mistake did I make? I felt really bad. I was thinking, if I kill myself, who will look after my family? I went to the hospital and took the prescribed medicine. They operated on my foot and on my eyes. I learned good self-care practices and how to prevent further injuries. I encourage myself that I can still work and I can still earn money. After encountering difficulty on every side, I went to Lalgad and I requested help. I told them that my family is poor 
because I cannot work due to the stigma, but that I want to do something. They came to support us. They helped me start my business. They encouraged us. They spoke with the community people and educated them so that they changed their minds. I encourage other people to do self-care practice. And we started saving money in the group. Almost all of us are poor, so we were able to, to help each other save. And that, that was very helpful. We also received support from, from Lalkar and we started businesses to increase our income. I, I feel so proud because of this self-help group and I'm happy. I'm very happy. I mean, here he is, Scott, in the video, which you know you can't see, you only heard about. He's helping to wash people's feet, helping them to learn how to care for themselves. And uh, they've been saving money for each other. They save now like as a team. So all of these people who are recovering have come together as one. Yeah, you know, it, it's obviously it bonds you to other people. I mean, when, when you've been shunned by everyone um, and, and you find someone else that is in the same situation, uh, if you can uh, develop friendships and you can come together, uh, you can do great things. And that's exactly what uh, he was able able to do uh, with the help of American Leprosy Missions. It's a beautiful story of Soyebs. All right, so end of year giving. If you'd like to give, please join in. Hey, we're trying to help 708 people be cured. 708 people to find a cure. $30 each, $90 cures, uh, three people, $300 cures, 10 people. And how great to cure them when they're young so they don't lose fingers and toes like many of the people we've been hearing about. 800-443-0838, 800-443-0838, or go to stop leprosynow.com and I'm not just asking you to help my family is also donating this is our year end giving project thank you so much thanks Scott thank you Angie for over 120 years the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area it is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region since its conception in 1892 it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse education and career centers family services and life restoration the Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance you can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to denverrescuemission.org. denverrescuemission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ. Hey, it's Angie Austin. I'm here with my friend Francis Owens with ARC. And Francis, you and I have been friends a long time, and you and I both wanted to do something with our lives, with our careers that made a difference. I love ARC. I've gotten to know so many of the differently abled ambassadors through you. And it's shopping with a purpose. So when we shop there, the money actually goes to help the disabled community locally. And you need donations. We need donations all the time, and we are very, very happy to come pick them up. You can easily call 303-238-JANE which is 303-238-5263. We would love to come pick up anything. All of our sales go to help people with disabilities around the state. We raise funds for advocacy. Love it. And you can also, of course, drop things off, but they'll come and pick things up for free. And again, all the money stays locally to help the disabled community. And I love to shop there because I find great deals. You can find out more info as well at arcthrift.org. Thank you. Perfect. Yay! Is your marriage going badly? Has addiction or sin put a wedge between you and your spouse? We can help. Our book, Caught, tells the story of how God redeemed our marriage 
and gives 10 holy habits that will cause your marriage to be strong. Good marriages don't just happen. We can help. Go to caughtinhisarms.com for more information and to order your copy of Caught. That's caughtinhisarms.com. Hey, it's Angie Austin. Do you want to lose weight, have more energy, sleep better, just feel better, live longer, not get sick? Yeah, me too. So a little over a year ago, my family started working with Dr. Joe, and he has helped us so much, especially with my mom. She's now walking again. Uh, She uses a cane, but she wears a pedometer as well, Dr. Joe. And every Saturday, you offer for all of us. We can come to your office, have a free workout, or just watch the workout and come and ask you questions and meet you. It costs them nothing, no obligation. I just want people to get to know you and your passion for health. Science says the key to sleeping better, the key to depression, the key to losing weight and balancing hormones is exercise but not a lot of it just six to 12 minutes a day and so when i'm working with olympic athletes or professional athletes or mommies and daddies people in their 50s 60s even 70s on these workouts on saturday at 8 30 man we have a great time and it literally is a 12 minute workout it's all it is and it's easy stuff to do you work at your own pace and you get amazing results yes yeah, so come to north glenn saturdays it's free how do they reach you dr joe call my cell phone 303-349-6011 again 303-349-6011 Hi, it's Angie Austin with the good news. Well, here's some good news. How would you like to lose weight, to lose fat during your lunch hour? Well, you can. Roxy O'Brien with Rejuvenation on the Rocks is here, and she has a special just for you, 25% off a cool sculpting package. And Roxy, we lose fat during our lunch hour? Definitely we do. It's absolutely amazing. We are doing the fire and ice treatment with cool sculpting. What we're doing, we're using cryolipolysis, which is freezing of the fat cell through the cool sculpting. That will be, you know, depending 45 minutes to an hour. And then after that, treatment, we are going to throw in the double damage to those stubborn fat cells using the Exos Elite body contouring system. And that's really going to do double damage to those stubborn fat cells. And now you're the only company right now uh, that's actually doing the fire and the ice together. So I've, I know about cool sculpting. I've done that. It works. But you're combining and doing double damage. We definitely are. And I really like how we combine different technologies at Rejuvenation on the Rocks to really help clients achieve those aesthetic goals that they're looking for. And we're just doing it for free for you, an added benefit. Why not give us a call? Come on in and see if you're a great candidate. Now, the first five people who call, 25% off cool sculpting, and then also the two free treatments, double damage to the fat cells, lose weight during your lunch hour, lose fat during your lunch hour. I've done it. It works. I've known Roxy for five years. She's performed over 7,000 cool sculpting treatments. So that puts her in the top percentage of experienced providers in Colorado. And that means you get the highest skill level. It's your body. You don't want to experiment with inexperienced providers. That's why I use Roxy. Plus, Roxy has combined the cool sculpting technology and an innovative dual approach that targets fat cells unlike any other clinic in Colorado. Again, the fire and ice, she calls it. And I have to say, it's just warm and inviting there, Roxy. That's important to you. I know when you, as the owner of your clinic, started uh, your own business, you wanted this environment to be that you designed it to be warm and inviting. Definitely, 100%. I think that uh, when you go into somewhere that reminds you of a doctor's office, you feel uncomfortable. You get that white coat syndrome, perhaps. So what we really did is we made it so nice and comfortable, family-friendly. The kids can come on in while you're getting your treatment done. We have a a dedicated lounge area with toys for them, Netflix, whatnot. But yeah, it's definitely going to, you're going to feel like home when you walk in. You feel pampered. You don't feel rushed in and out like you're just a number or a checkbook or a charge card. Uh, You really get to know Roxy. She and I became friends when you actually did treatments for me. That's how we became acquainted. And I, I just like your personality. 
I think that you're very, well, you are, you're very warm and inviting. And I always felt comfortable when I would come in to see you because we would just chat like friends. Right, exactly. And that's how you should feel, you know, like I said, very comfortable and you should feel like, yeah, and we have fun. (laughs) We have you watch TV. We can, we can watch some Netflix with you, um, watch some comedies, whatnot. We just, I've held a lady's hand for an entire hour during a treatment because she just, she was very nervous and I I went ahead. I sat right next to her. I held her hand through the whole hour. Now I've heard people say that they think cool sculpting is uncomfortable. I didn't think it was at all. Um, and again, you can lose the fat in an hour. It takes time. Uh, it doesn't happen like immediately. Over time, the fat decreases. And I want to make sure that people can get this. The first five people that call, 25% off the Cool Sculpting Package. Again, it's the Fire and Ice Package. You get two free additional uh, treatments as well. For the first five callers, it's 25% off and two free treatments in addition to the 25% off the Cool Sculpting. It's Fire and Ice. Uh, so you can lose weight during your lunch hour. Explain the deal. The Fire and Ice deal, we're going to do um, with any cool sculpting package we're going to give you two free excellence elite body contouring treatments that's a $600 value on top of the 25% wow. off we're going to give you off the cool sculpting package so 25% off and then a $600 value in addition to that off of the two free other procedures so that is the fire and ice procedure uh, they double whammy uh, they do double duty on getting rid of your fat cells uh, I've done it it does work you lose fat during your lunch hour and I didn't think it hurt at all it's a little chilly right but you know you get you put a little nice little blanket we definitely do and you know the thing is also um, even if you can't do your lunch hour we are open seven days a week morning afternoon evening um, all by appointment so if you do not have time on the weekday go ahead give us a call we'll, we'll come in on Saturday we'll come in on Sunday so 25% off the cool sculpting that's already hundreds of dollars off and then the two free additional treatments another $600 free for the first five callers and your website right so rejuvenation on the rocks it's rox.com our phone number is 720-328-9094 so like she said, first five callers, go ahead and give us a call. The ladies are there waiting. We can answer any question that you have. 720-328-9094 or go to rejuvenationontherocks.com, rejuvenationontherocks, R-O-X.com. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.